the book, Poppy, My Story with David Ortiz, with Michael Holly, uh, Harcourt Mifflin, uh, uh, Houghton uh, Mifflin Harcourt. So a big publisher, big book. It's just out. David Ortiz joins us now. Big Poppy, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. Nice to talk to you. And you did a great job at that Connecticut Sports Foundation dinner that I hosted that night. You did a really good job. You had you did a great job with the audience that night. You really did. You had a meeting out of your hand. You did a great job. Hey, thank you very much. It was an honor being there with you. All right. Now, listen, uh, Big Poppy will be at Barnes & Noble Tribeca on 97 Warren Street. That is uh, tomorrow night, May 16th at uh, 5 to 7 o'clock signing book. So... Barnes & Noble, Tribeca, 97 Warren Street, here in the city. Uh, I highly recommend the book. If you like this era of baseball, there's a lot here. Big Papi, you really, you know what you did, which is really good? You answered a lot of questions about your career that people have always wondered about. Like in Minnesota, why you weren't successful there, a lot of it, you can tell the folks, really revolved about how Tom Kelly felt about you. Well, you know, um, it's like I always tell the younger player when they are coming up, you know, all you can do, all you can control is work hard and, and try to uh, um, every day get better and, and do something that makes a difference than the day before. And and, and basically that's all you can control. I, I, other than that, it's, just, it's, it's like a poker hand that you play. You don't even know how things going to end up, how things going to be. You know, I, I I came up in a in a ball club that basically was a losing ball club. I have a manager that he was used to uh, a veteran players. We have like 14 rookies at the time. You know, it seems like he was having a hard time. Even we guy was was still trying to learn how to play the game. And But I, I tell you what, not everything was negative that I learned from, from him. You know, basically... He pushed me to work harder, to try to get better every day, and and take my career to another. But you never really got even with Gordon Hire. You know they tried to change how you wanted to hit a little bit, right? And they you really never felt you got a real shot there, right? Definitely, I I you know I came out through the minor as a power hitter after what I ended up doing in my career, but uh, the way you know they want me to hit, the way they want me. To have my approach, it was a little different than, than what I thought it was. We were talking about the Twins, but let's get through that, Big Poppy. Released by the Twins, two guys played a big role with you. Pedro Martinez, Manny Ramirez. Tell people about the role, which I never realized till I read the book, how big a role Pedro played with you going to the Red Sox. Well, Pedro was the guy who made the phone call to the Red Sox. Um, to hire me, to, to have me in an organization. Uh, Pedro was a big mentor to me. I, I, I always idolize, uh Pedro because Pedro worked at it. It was unbelievable. He uh, he was the one guy that he was extremely smart. He, um, he encouraged me to do things differently, approach the game differently because Pedro always told me, hey, look, you have the ability to hit. And all you got to do is just look around you, start picking things up, look at the the, the good hitters that we had, Normar, Manny, uh, Verity. We had a really good group of guys who were capable of doing some damage. And I was like, All right, let me let me just start working and seeing what those guys normally do. And, uh, 
And one of the guys that caught my attention the most was Manny because Manny had this beautiful mechanic uh, uh, as a heater, and and I started chasing those those things. It helped me out to slow down the game, you know. It helped me out to to start focusing on things differently, and 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 that was my car, my career turned out to be. Now you turn you mentioned in the book, which is a great point. Manny likes everybody to think that he's this clown who doesn't work hard. When you say Manny works unbelievably hard in private, that was one of the things that I loved the most about Manny. I mean, Manny, he was the guy that his mind was all over the place. But when it comes down to baseball, to hitting, you can ask the guy that have played with him. They can tell you Manny was a machine. Yeah, and great, and and you learned a lot from Manny. And Pedro used to call a lot of pitch, tell you to go up and look for a certain pitch, and he'd be right a lot, right? Definitely. My, that's that's how smart Pedro always has been about baseball. Pedro can 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 see things happening before they happening, and I can tell you the numbers of times that Pedro would be like going looking for this breaking ball, going sit on this change, yeah, going sit on this fastball away, fastball. Like that was Pedro. I mean, you see the days that Pedro wasn't pitching. He was there in the dugout just watching things. And, 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 and I can tell you, I wasn't the only player that he came out with that kind of ideas. All right, this was painful. 2003, you have your first big year there, and the Yankees beat you. 04, you're talking to a New York audience. You know how painful that is for us, especially what you start <laughs> doing in game four. After the 19-8 game Saturday night, What's your team thinking as you get ready and you're playing game four, thinking the Yankees are going to sweep you? Well, I can tell you straight up, my 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 mindset was like, wow, because it was like like firework that the the last game we played, the Yankees scored like 18 runs. Yeah, 19 to like, eight. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. So, me personally, I thought we got no chance after that game, but uh, I learned during that period of those games, I I, I learned that. Uh, the game is not over until it's over. You know what I'm saying? And and, and we kind of like bounced back. We won the first game, and then I think the delay that we have, the the rain delay, kind of like give us a little bit of a of a catching up. And then we came and won the second game, and now we have momentum going on. You know, but I tell you what, man, that 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 team that we faced that year, it was one of the best teams that I ever faced that the Yankees had. And then your big hits late, which started this career, you being great in the postseason and beating the Yankees. When you were with the Twins, were you ever aware how much George Steinbrenner wanted you? That We always heard how he had this fixation for you, and he used to tell Cashman to try and get you. You mentioned in the book that Felipe Lou wanted you. Did you ever? Were you ever aware that the Yankees and Steinbrenner were after you? I heard about it after I was here uh, for a bit that uh, the boss, Man, he 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 wanted me to be part of the Yankee organization. You know, like, he did. Like, like I always say, I always have mad respect for the Yankees and all their fans. I I, I you know, competing against the Yankees was something that I, I I can say was the best thing that ever happened to me because it was like being part of this one rivalry that it was like legit. It was something that I I I, I it was an honor for me to be part of it. The competition. I'm a guy that I love competition, and, uh, and 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 he always pull out the best out of me. You know, you're very honest in the book. You mentioned after all the good years how hurt you were when Francona pitch hit for you in that April night in Toronto when you were already in the box. 
Talk about that. That that meant that really was the start of a rough time with you and Francona, right? Well, I I was um I was hurting badly because baseball is like that. Baseball is uh, is, is a game that uh, you have a lot of ups and downs. And, and as a player, you will believe that uh, your manager, your coaches, would stick with you in the bad time, hope, hoping that at some point you go back to normal. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like uh, uh, everything was just going south uh, that year. And, and 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 this situation happened where I get pinched once. I'm in the auction or something like that. I had to have a lot of determination at the time, and 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 because any bad move, any any mistake that you make, going through it, it could have cost you your career. So it was something that kind of put me in the spot, but I handled it very well, and and I was able to bounce back and have a good season that year. The book is Poppy, My Story. David Ortiz with Michael Hotley, Outland Mifflin, Harcourt, Pedro. You are not very kind to Bobby Valentine in this book. Uh, he was only there a short time. You you were pretty hard on him in the book. Uh, tell tell the people, David, about what went on with uh, Bobby Valentine. Well, reality reality is that I I'm 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 a very honest person. You know, I'm I'm I was the face of the organization at the time, and I showed Bobby that I was the guy that it doesn't matter what happened. I I I have his back. You know and the way things turned down to be and, and not only that he come on national television and say that I quit on the team that was something that really 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 hurt me because everybody on the, around the organization know that I wasn't that, that the, the controversial guy that won Bobby to get fired or anything the team let me tell you something I remember we were flying out of Detroit uh, on April I think it was like April 23rd and I'm, I'm, we are on the airplane on the way back to Boston after after the day game. And I had this revolutional player coming from the back of the airplane. I see, like, in the middle of the airplane, the coaches sit in the front, and they came to me and told me, this guy needs to get fired before we land. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. we got to start playing better. You need to start pitching better. Like, I start calling guys out just because of the situation that we were in. And let me tell you, if I tell the guys, yes, you need to get fired, it was going to be a different story. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't me. I believe in Bobby. I believe on the good things that he had done during his managing career. I believe that we were going to be able to bounce back and have a better season. But then he come out saying on national television that I quit. That kind of like, I was like, it's enough. You know, this, this is not supposed to happen. Because I never did. I'm, I'm not a quitter. I'm a guy that I give everything I have. During my career, you saw it. I, I, I got a lot of respect from everybody because of it. Because I show what you see is what you're going to get. And uh, it seems like he never he never appreciated that. So you, you, you thought, he said on TV that he thought you quit on him. Yep. National television. I was watching. I was impressed. I was like, whoa. <laughs> And that season, that was the year you you played ninety games. You played well, but you got hurt. I remember you pulled a muscle. Was it a hamstring? What was it? What happened? Yeah, when you... I almost tore my Achilles. Right. I remember I almost... you got hurt running the second base. Right. Yeah, yeah. I almost tore my Achilles. We have a we have a meeting. Doctors, GM, him, everybody in the doctor were like, "This guy can play. He 
he tried to play, he he might have a career ending because of his injury, you know. And it was it was bad, man, and 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 it was something that I uh, I never forget about. Did did you think Bobby was just in the wrong place, uh, or did you think? I mean, what was your thoughts about him after after your experience with him? I think uh, um, situation could have been handled better. I I probably he probably was at the wrong place at the wrong time because of what happened the year before with the chicken and beer thing, and they probably gave him the wrong memo. You know, you're dealing with growing man, and and. Uh, it seemed like basically they they told him, "Hey, go and babysit this guy. Tell him what to do, you know." And and uh, everything just take the the, the 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 wrong turn, you know. And 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 you saw how the season was. It was it was terrible. So the following year, you saw what happened. We ended up winning the the the, the worst series. And uh, but it was that, you know, the confidence start building up. You know, we start getting familiar with things. Guys start handling business more, more confidence, and 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 things was different. All right, uh, there's two things, and you touch it on the book. You're you're going to be a guy who's got Hall of Fame credentials. You had 541 homers. The numbers in the World Series are off the charts. You're one of the great clutch hitters of all time. Even though you were a DH, you're a Hall of Famer. I think you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. But thank you very much. But there's the issue of steroids, and it came up. During the testing, it came up at Yankee Stadium. You write a chapter about it here. On the air right now, did you ever do steroids? Never. That wasn't my uh, my purpose. You know, I, I was a guy that I worked extremely hard to get better. I even got caught during the, 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 the steroid era. You know, I got yep. released by the, by the twins. And my best number all came out when, during the drug testing, so... That tells you how much my career was all about. So I, 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 I keep on saying to people that I got more throw testing than anybody I ever has in baseball, and I never throw one. So, But, you, I, I, but the rumors are, and I can't attest to this, that you held a press conference about it, that you tested positive on that survey test they gave that year that was anonymous, that you were one of the guys along that A-Rod too, that you tested positive. Why would you have tested positive then if you were clean? Nobody ever, it was just a rumor on the street, nobody ever came to me and told me, this is what you test positive for. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they did to A-Ray, it wasn't like they did to the guy that really tests positive for anything. Here, you test positive for this. They were these drug tests, the one that they came out with was like something up in the air. You know what I'm saying? So, And you saw what the, uh, the commissioner say. This was inconclusive, so... I mean, it was their word against mine, basically, and 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 like I say, man, you know, like. Have you ever fa- now? Here's the other reason, Pedro. I want. I mean, uh, David, I want to get to this because it it deals with Manny. Everyone felt that if Manny tested positive, you were Manny. Manny was your idol. That you did whatever Manny did. You trained the same way, so they felt if he did, you did. Talk about that too, because two things came up: that testing on the sur- on that year when the anonymous testing, and then the idea that if Manny did, you were probably doing the same things Manny did. Well, last Manny last name is Ramirez, my one is Ortiz. So if Manny go out there and kill somebody, should I be guilty? No. So so I want that's why I want to ask you the question. So you're saying right now you never took steroids of any kind? Never. Anything that was even suspect supplements or anything like that that could be questionable and not, not nothing even questionable. 
Well, I use supplement just like every other athlete. Okay. I never went out there and buy steroids. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, in your mind, you never cheated? Never. Okay. Okay, because you know that's going to come up when it comes to the Hall of Fame because they're going to bring up that whole year with the testing and they're going to bring up all this stuff. So you're going to have to address this if you want to get into the Hall of Fame because every guy has had to. So you're saying right now, and you brought it up in the book, you talked about what Boston said about you, what the media said about you, because it became pretty much, you know, a lot of fans here think you did. A lot of fans in Boston think you did. So you're saying you didn't. That's something that I can control, you know. What I can control is what I was able to do on the field. You know, being a Hall of Fame one day, it'll, it'll be an honor for me, my family, and all my fans. You know what I'm saying? But that's something that I can really control. I can vote for myself. So I did what I was supposed to do. And honestly, I tell you, um, I never used the steroids. I, uh, I got released in the steroid era. I got my best number during the drug testing. So that's all I can tell you. Why did you retire off such a great year? I mean, I know you wanted to retire, but you had such I'm a... Oh man. Yeah, I'm but old. you had such a great... You had an overwhelming year. 38 homers, 127 RBIs, 315 batting average. Who retires with those kind of numbers? Well, if you gave me a new pair of feet, I will continue playing. <laughs> I mean, you had a great year last year. I did, yeah. I did, but, you know, I'm, 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 I was playing through a lot of pain and, and you know... It was something that I was dealing with for the past four years. So I wish I could continue playing, but it was it was it was unbelievable. What was I mean, going on? In, you know, people thought you were done in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. They were saying you were washed up. I remember you came to Yankee Stadium one time. They weren't even playing you every day anymore. What 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 happened in those years? And how did you come back from it? Was it injuries? What was going on then? Well, in 2009, I have an injury, 2008, the year before, and it was a bad injury. I have I tore a ligament in my uh, left hand, and uh, that caused me uh, coming back with a bad mechanic. My mechanic was, uh, it was bad because I was looping. I don't know if you understand what, what that means. Right, looping. yeah, I understand. Getting... You were uppercutting everything. Exactly, so... Uh, but it was it was a habit that I created because of the injury that I have. I wasn't using my top hand because I injured my top hand the year before, and and so I figured it out. You know, I figured it out. I I, I started you know doing drills and stuff like that. So I started using my top hand, and that was when I started hitting the ball. What's your favorite Yankee Stadium moment? Did you my have favorite. one? I mean, you killed the Yankees. What's your favorite moment? Oh, I have a lot of good moments over there. <laughs> a lot of good moments. Uh, what can I tell you, man? I I, uh, I really enjoy playing at Yankee Stadium. You know, I I uh, I love hitting at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium seems like it was it's in a stadium built for left-handed hitters, and uh, that's why you see always the Yankees trying to chase a, a good power left-handed hitter uh, to play for them because it, it is a, a, a very good stadium for left-handed like that short port right field. It's something that a uh, left-handed hitter definitely enjoys, especially with power. And, and I was always looking forward to a uh, hit over there. I think uh, the one game seven that we won in New York in 2004, that was one of my uh, really good moments because we, we basically play against the best ball club. And, and I'm not saying that the other one that we played wasn't, wasn't good, but playing against the Yankees and being the Yankees that year was something that I thought it was unbelievable. 
Big Poppy, what are you proudest of uh, for this career? I mean, what, what's what, when you look back now on this career, as you start to look back on it, what are you proudest of? I will say the relationship that I build, uh, I build up with around the league, we, with with players and, and everybody, people that I took my time to let them know, you know, the importance of the game, how how uh, you know when you take your time, especially as a veteran player, to you know, do what what is best for the game with a younger player, with a new generation coming up. I think that's something that I never forget about, and, and uh, it's something that uh, the, the player respect, the player appreciate, and and they carry that with them into the last day they play. You're a legendary figure in Boston. Could you have ever imagined getting cut by the Twins and having the career you had in Boston? Well, the one thing that I can tell you that I never stopped working. You know, I. I Work extremely hard into the last day I play. So, I, I would you always dream about being a good player, having a good career, and you start adding things, adding things, adding things, and all of a sudden you turn down to have the career that I end up having. Uh, you probably don't dream about having a career like that, but because the, the way you work, the way you handle the business, the way you handle yourself on and off the field, uh, um, sometimes you expect something like that. The book, Poppy, My Story, David Ortiz with Michael Holly. He will be at the Barnes & Noble Tribeca tomorrow night, 97 Warren Street, 5 to 7 p.m. Appreciate a couple of minutes. I know you have to go. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, it's a very good book. You did a good job. It's interesting. And good luck with the book, and enjoy your trip to New York. Hey, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. David Ortiz, there you go. Hey, he's got a whole chapter in the book about this. Uh... He says the he won't even admit that he flunked that test. There's no, obviously, proof that he flunked that test because baseball will not say that he flunked that test. He says it doesn't prove anything, that there were false positives on that test, that not everybody in – he goes into a whole chapter of it, says that not everybody on that, on that uh, test – I mean, he, he made statements that, you know, he never tested positive any other time. Uh, there were false positives on that list. There were also on that list, not everybody was a steroid abuser, according to him. I don't know what's true and what's not true because we've never had any discussions with anybody about that list because they won't have discussions about it. And he uh, is adamant in the book, and you just heard him say adamant there, adamant there that he never tested for steroids. He never did a test any other place. So uh, that's basically, you can draw your own conclusions. That's basically, you know, when the Boston media attacked him then and then backed off later, that's all true. We all know what everyone has thought up here. There you should go. He addressed it. He talked about it in the book. Now, it's interesting in the book. Uh, he was hard on Tom Kelly early for trying to turn him into a guy who wanted to go to the opposite field. Garden Hire wasn't in love with him. They released him, which is amazing when you think about it. Uh, doesn't mention the Yankees in the book. It mentions Felipe Lou trying to trade for him. Uh, the year with Valentine, he's very hard on Valentine, and the Red Sox were very hard on Valentine. Maybe we'll have Bobby on to discuss it. I don't know if Bobby wants to dredge up that terrible year he had there, which was just a nightmare. They traded the players without even telling Bobby. Uh, but you just heard Big Poppy there. And then he had a great relationship with Francona until Francona sent Lowell up to pinch hit for him when he was in the box in April in Toronto in 2010, and he never forgave him for it. So he mentions that. And then obviously all his wonderful moments, which we lived through. You know, when you look at it, you don't realize until you look at the numbers how staggering this guy. This guy had 541 home runs. He had more home runs than Mickey Mantle. I mean, his numbers are staggering. 
They really are. I mean, when you go through them, the guy had 54 home runs. Guy, last year, guy retires off 48 doubles, 38 homers, 127 RBIs, and hit 315 and retires. Who retires off a year like that? But said he couldn't play anymore. So, I mean, but the book, my story, interesting. I tell you, he's pretty honest in the book. Now, you believe him, don't believe him. All I can do is ask him the questions. That's all I can do. David Ortiz with Michael Holly. Back after this.